Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jolly Paul. Welcome to episode 130. On this episode, we have been to Shudder to watch a Shudder exclusive, Husira, the Bone Woman. Our something to scream about is from me, a question I have for the lads to get them on the cusp. And our movie from the vault is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. How are you? Magic. Well, magic, magic, magic. Yeah, I'm good, man. Buzzing. Fantastic, Woo! fantastic. I, I'm going to go straight in and tell you what I've been watching this week because I've actually finally watched the movies. Oh, <laughs> Are they horror movies? <laughs> well, I went to see Guardians Three again. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> took the Who with? No, I took my wife Kate with me. Lovely Did job. That was she loved it. She thought it was great, so that was good. Also, um, yeah, I watched a couple of horror movies. So I went to Arrow and I watched a crazy little movie called Two Witches. It's fairly new. Came, I think it came out last year. Um, literally, it's like a two-part kind of movie, um, and it revolves around witches. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but go and watch it. So Arrow have got like new exclusives as well as the old sort of catalogue as well. I need to yeah, have a look. I, I mean, they, they do add new films, yeah. But this is particularly what has been brought out with the Arrow label, Arrow video. But yeah, it's well worth a watch, mate. Okay. Proper, I've been meaning to watch it for months and yeah, never got around to it at all. Yeah, it's, it's very, very good. I, I was very, um, very surprised. I didn't think it was going to be that good, but it's all right. It's quite good. Also... One that me and Butch have been on about for years. I don't know if you actually watched it in the end or not, Butch, but I thought sod it because I saw it on Amazon Prime. I had to watch adverts now and again, but it was free. Um, Poughkeepsie tapes. Fuck. Really? Okay. I saw. It, I've I put it onto my my list. Man. On Amazon, but not watched it yet. I know that there's like massive like love for this film because it's like an indie horror, but this is one dirty little horrible movie. In a um, good way? Makes you want to like, I don't know, makes you want to have a bit of a shower at the end of it. It's, <laughs> it's a bit filthy, but yeah, I'm not going to give it away. Fine. That's my okay. homework for next, next, <laughs> next episode done. Definitely worth, <laughs> definitely worth a watch. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. So what have you guys been watching? Yeah, because that Poughkeepsie tapes was mentioned by Kevin Smith, I believe, on one of his pods. Um, that, and, and, you know, I just like him. So I thought if he liked it, I'd just go and dig it out. I'd just find it for love or money. So, yes. Some, I, some of the statistics they talk about in it are quite scary. But okay. yeah, I'll leave you to watch it because it's fucking crazy. So I caught a little um, snippet of a movie called The Collection. And it made me want to go and watch. It was just like a little get a little meme of like a, I don't want to say like a rotary or a, a little like a combine harvester almost tearing up this disco and loads of people and blood and guts. Reminded me of like um, what was it Brain Dead? And I was like, or like Boy Eats Girl. And I was like, fuck it, I need to find this, dig it out and watch it. And I found that the movie it's an older movie, um, and it's got a pre. It's got uh, the first one's called The Collector. So there's a collector and and the collection. So I went and watched the collector because it's free and the collections will be watched at some at later date. But the collector, 
Josh Stewart. I fucking loved it. I don't know why. It's sort of very sawish, very raw, very, um, I don't know, like you could tell like the budget was low, but also just like the terror that they sort of was able to produce in such a sort of franchise that I've never even heard of, effectively. Um, guy in a leather fucking mask with a knife. I thought it was just, it's really, really clever. I really liked it. I really got on with it. I loved all the um, weird traps and all this sort of stuff and, and the way they, they moved. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching the collection. Sort of mixture between, I don't know, Saw and um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. <laughs> that's what I sort of thought, thought about. Is it, but that's, there a third one, Butch? There might be a third one, you know. I, I thought there, I thought, I can't see if there is. I've, I know I've seen the two, but I can't, if there is, I don't know what it's called. So Yeah, I just remember putting it out many times at, uh, at HMV, just... Yeah, never seen it, but yeah, always intrigued. Hmm, uh, worth a watch. It's free. The, the collector is free on Amazon Prime. So yeah, that's all I've I... seen. I've seen the collector, but I've not seen the collection. Yeah, well, that's all I've watched. That's all my horror. I mean, we did watch something else worth worth talking about, Matt. Uh, but we went to watch uh, Bo is Afraid. Yeah. Um, and limited screening, uh, and. Three hours of Ariaster. Uh, oh my fucking word! Um, I mean, I'm blown away by Joaquin Phoenix's performance in it. Again, he just strikes big. He's just fantastic. Um, I don't know if I want to. It's not very Joker-esque. It's completely different. It's absolutely nuts. Lots of like weird horror elements. Definitely, I was definitely feeling tense all the way through. And the journey that you go on with him is just like an anxiety dream, basically. And then right at the end, I'm like, it's batshit. It's like, I mean, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but there is a bit where I was just like, looked at Matt and went, the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like Hereditary, you know, we've had our thoughts on that and stuff. And then obviously Midsummer is amazing. But this one is like... Just, he's just gone. This one, you know, those two, okay, they're horror kind of based. This one, this is my film. I'm going to make what the fuck I want. And it's like, he, apparently he's come out and said, like, you know, you're, you're not meant to get it. It's a, it's a fucking crazy film. And people have said, basically, this is just like, people that know him have said, this is like him. It's like, you open up his brain and this is just what's inside. And it's just, it's nuts. It's just all out crazy, but enjoyable. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I walked out with like a, just a confused bewilderness, but I'm like. But it's oh, funny as well in places. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Actually funny in places. Yeah, very worth a watch. But yeah, definitely go and watch that one, Mr. Paul Stevens. Cool. Well, I, I, I it's a bit of a weird one for me. I've watched a couple of things, but not, not a ton of horror, to be honest. Um. I watched the Goonies, the Goonies as well on Saturday afternoon and Gateway Horror. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really need to talk about it. Though. It's amazing. Um, then I, I sort of was into a bit of sort of thrillery thing. So uh, called Gone Baby Gone again the other night. Saying that that's a brilliant uh, Casey movie. Affleck. Forgot how good it was. To be honest, it's really really good. Honestly, not that's not the, really horror, but is that the one with um, Jessica Alba in it? No, that's that, that's the killer inside me. All right. Filthy human being. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, got me gone. And then I horror random channel at night, horror extra in in Ireland. Uh, I watched Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, you bastard! That was going to be a future watch at some point. Hundred percent. That one with Paul Rudd in it. Five. No, 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 no. Uh, this is the one with the the little girl and in the clown outfit. Oh yes, yeah, Donald Pleasant is in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I, I I actually really liked the end. The end was really cool. Um, but I won't I won't spoil it in case it's a future watch. So, uh, yeah, and I watched that. And then I watched another sort of serial killery little thriller film on Amazon Prime called The Little Things with Denzel Washington and uh, Jared Leto and Rami Malek. And uh, see if he sells the time, lads. <laughs> it's just a bit excellent. Meh. It's 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 weird watching a film that was out in 2021, right? When it should have been out in 1990, and it's like a really poor Man Seven. Oh no! Like really poor. It sort of threatens to go places, and it just doesn't. Denzel Washington dials his performance in. He's, Jared Leto is actually fantastic in it though, which is really weird. It just completely transcends the whole film. His performance really, really disturbing and really, really good, but. Yeah, the whole film's just a bit bland and a bit bleh. And then it, it tries to be clever at the end, and it's just not. So I watched that. Then um, watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, finally. <laughs> watched it. It's all right. <laughs> it's a bit, to be honest, I was a bit disappointed. I was really looking forward to Kang, and I thought it felt a bit flat, to be honest. Spent a oh, lot don't of worry, you won't, you won't going to see him again in that iteration, no doubt. Well, yeah, in that iteration, yeah, but that's the thing. I just, I don't know. I just, it was all right. I just thought that they need to make up their mind what they're trying to make. Is it going to be a tense film? Is it going to be a funny film? Is it going to be, instead of just throwing loads of things at the screen? Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I know you guys watched this as well. It's completely not horrible. It's worth a mention because it's a really, really good film. Air. Oh yeah, brilliant! Oh, yeah, I loved it. Is that another one that's directed by Affleck? Ben Affleck and like yeah. stars Matt Damon, Chris Rock was in it as well. Oh, Chris, Tucker. <laughs> Chris Tucker. Chris <laughs> Tucker. Yeah, unbelievable. Viola Davis as well. Unreal. Such a well-made film, and like it just—it's worth shouting out about when you see good films. Because I thought I thought I was going to enjoy it, but I actually thought it was really really well made. Oh. So yeah, that was me this week. Like it's proper mo- proper movie movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Movie, yeah. Movie. I, I I'd watch it again, and the soundtrack's very memorable as well. Like you know, I must have paid so much for that soundtrack. <laughs> so much. Michael Jordan paid for it. Every song's a banger, isn't it? Every yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. So Excellent. that was me this week, guys. Should cool, we cool, get cool. out some um, news or gone butch? You got something else to say? No, no, no. News is good with me. Cool. Let's get on some news then. I wanted to kick off by just having a little chat about remakes because I saw a little blurb online about remakes and in the works things coming up. And this is insane, man. It's just like I didn't even realise half this stuff was getting down, uh, getting done. So the first one that's apparently in production right now and filming is a remake of Lost Boys. Did you know that? I didn't even we, know that. We did. Yeah, we, I knew we, that. Yeah. Yeah, we discussed it. Like, I didn't know it was filming couple, now, though. A couple of months ago. I thought it was, I didn't know it was actually filming. But, but crazy. In post production is a remake of The Crow, which is, they've been trying to get off the ground for ages. Um, Salem's Lot is completed and awaiting a release. Um, 
I knew about we knew we knew about that one. Yep. And yeah, Salem's locked out of this year, isn't it? It's supposed to be. Apparently, yeah. And then the, these have been announced. So we've got Sleepaway Camp remake. Carrie. We knew, we knew about that. Carrie. We didn't know about Carrie. Another <laughs> remake of Carrie. Yep. The Thing. Oh, boo, piss. The Wolfman. Obviously, we know about Arachnophobia. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, American Werewolf in London. What the hell? Fuck off. The People Under the Stairs. And let's go out on the bang. Anaconda. <laughs> I mean, only if they bring back Ice Cube. Is Ice Cube? He, got, he got eaten, didn't he? Ice Cube gets eaten. Yeah, I, I love that. That was great. Was that Jennifer Jennifer Lopez and yeah. Ice Cube? Yeah, that was fucking great. <laughs> Do you remember Congo? Yeah, there was Congo. a big... <laughs> There's a big kind of like creatureish, featureish kind of like jungly films come out all at once, didn't it? Yeah, Congo of... might be worth a movie from the vault, lads. I have got right. a special place in my. I wouldn't see it at the cinema. I've got a special place for half of Congo. I'll tell you what I wouldn't mind doing, and it would be shit. It will be shit. We're roasted to fuck, but we should do the relic because <laughs> I bet you the, the, the special effects do not stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Rona Mitra at her best, you know, she could have made it. <laughs> Christ, if we're going to do that, we might as well do that. Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> the one with the freaking crazy, the crazy stories all around it. Oh, my God. Uh, just a quick one. Just back on when I was watching, I actually finished the strain. Oh. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so, yeah, quite enjoyed it. But I actually t- uh, Instagram messaged one of the guys, the, the, the guy who plays the uh, nasty bastard in it, and uh, he actually replied saying, thank you very much for the feedback. And then I asked him if he wanted to come on the pod, and he hasn't replied. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I did enjoy it. It was quite good. Past the time, so yeah. Excellent stuff. All right, well, I got something. I got Walking Dead news. I mean, um, the Daryl Dixon uh, spin-off has had a, like a little teaser trailer, but it's got a bit of a, a plot um, synopsis about around it. He seems to be going to Paris. However, the fuck that happens. What's it called? Something like... The Lost City or something like that. Yeah. That. Maggie. Negan. Don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, the Dead City looks quite cool, though. The the New York one. With, the New um, York one looks quite cool. Maggie, yeah. I did see the trailer. It does look pretty good. But the Daryl one, I was like, why the fuck is he in Paris? Where's Dog? <sighs> Not happy. Anyway. <laughs> um, I watched a load of trailers, which I'm sure my Paul, if he had time, might have watched as well. So I'll go through them. Uh, Dark Nature was one that I watched, um, written and directed by Berkeley Brady. Um, and it was quite an interesting trailer. Looked very sort of like woman sort of descent, a descent sort of movie. They're like going camping and there's some like she's trying to get away from, you know, an abusive relationship. And then like weird shit happens in the woods. Looked pretty good. Um, I watched walking against the rain trailer as well which is out on may 23rd um this one was quite interesting it's got a it's got a low budget um and it boasts full body practical creature effects from our friend dan martin oh cool so this i I recognize that name when you said it yeah it looks very fucking cool um and then finally i watched wrath of becky trailer with sean william starring sean william scott and of course, uh, Lulu Wilson. Um, looks fucking great. Looks 
just as good as the first one, if not better. I mean, it's very John Wick in its plotline. <laughs> <laughs> but with, uh, you know, a 16-year-old Becky. So, yeah, I, I want to really get hold of that one. Uh, but that's my news. Jordy Paul? I haven't really got many things. I was just going to mention a trailer, Paul, which I can't believe you haven't seen yet. Um, it's a film called The Flood, and it's crocodiles against prison inmates. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of start. Butch. <laughs> Sold. So, yeah, that was it, guys. Nothing, nothing else. I've been really busy that, this week, so I haven't really delved deep into the news. So, apologies. That kind of... Um goes along nicely with my couple of bits of news i got left have you guys seen a trailer for a thai film called the lake no yes i, I mentioned crazy. this ages ago did you i did yes I mentioned it ages ago on the pod oh, my memory's short i can't remember oh, it's all right don't worry the it's trailer, worth... trailer looks really really good but i'm trying to have a look where it was available and it's not available anyway yet so it's only available in the states can't even buy it over it but the trailer yeah. looks really good. It just came up on my feed the other day, and I was just like, that is pretty cool. I, I was very, very interested in that. And if, have you already talked about um, a Shudder original coming out called The Influencer? That been covered? Nope. <laughs> no, but I did see the trailer for this. So <laughs> Yeah, it looks all right. Social media influencer Madison is struggling on a solo backpacking trip to Thailand when she meets CW, who shows her more uninhibited way of living. So it sounds, and it takes a dark turn. So that sounds pretty good. So, Looks pretty low budget, but I like the, the look of the trailer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hostily? Is it is it like a hostile film or? I don't really know. Maybe, Maybe. Like, it feels like a bit like Wicker Man esque as something's going on. Yeah. Like a bit bit darker beach. And know. my final bit of news: um, Super Seven uh, basically have uh, got some figures coming out. Uh, you know, the retro action figures of um, the zombies from Return of the Living Dead. They look really cool. You're getting them in. I want, me need, me want, me needy. <laughs> yeah. really is, cool. there, is there an anniversary of that uh, around? Because I've seen quite a, a few bits and bobs on Instagram popping up, like uh, art prints and stuff. And... Possibly could be. Hang on, I will tell you. I tell you what, they love an anniversary, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, anything to make a little bit of money, isn't it? Uh, came out in 1985 yeah so i don't know i just it's just it's interesting to see because obviously i've never seen the film but I just there's been a couple of art prints design mm. and a couple of pin badges i've seen around it so it's got a big fan base got a big fan base but yeah that's all i got but you got any more no nope. should we get on to our review Felicidades. Ya se te estaba pasando el tren. ¿Estás contenta? Feliz. Y eso que no te gustan los niños. Que no te truenes los dedos, Valeria. Vas a quedar chueca. Lo que te está pasando es de lo más normal. 
Cuando una se convierte en mamá, siente que se está partiendo en dos. Y espérate al parto. Literal, sientes que se te parten los huesos. Okay, this episode's main review is Husera, the Bone Woman, um, a Spanish movie. Uh, it's uh, about a woman called Valeria has, a, has long dreamed about becoming a mother, and after learning she's pregnant, she expects to feel happy. However, something is very, very off. And the movie essentially is around a woman dealing with um, a pregnancy and all the sort of feelings around that, the complex feelings that go that go with with someone being pregnant that you don't usually see on screen. I think that's sort of fair kind of journey around what this movie goes through. Interesting title. Paul. <laughs> you come to me. <laughs> yeah, so obviously you're following uh, Valeria who has maybe struggled to get pregnant, I think you're inferring that, or is desperate to get pregnant either. Or, um, and yeah, obviously finds out she's pregnant and then she deals with obviously how she feels around it and uh is there something supernatural going on is there obviously the born woman of the title quickly makes a an appearance um as her pregnancy sort of goes on and on and on and then you've obviously got the the fine family strange family dynamic going on um where they're not sort of convinced by her sort of impending motherhood her sister comes across as a right a horrible cow to be honest um and you, and you feel like uh, she's sort of been put upon a bit, really, and you sort of feel a bit sorry for her. But then, obviously, as the film goes on, it sort of unravels a bit. M- Matt, hmm. um, incredibly slow movie, C- incredibly slow for me. Um, I mean, it doesn't really pick up, you know, for a while. It goes, it goes, you know. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I liked kind of like i like all the law around kind of like all these legends and demons things and all that but what i didn't quite get and i don't know if you guys got but why did why did this all start or is it it was it a thing in her head or was it where did this thing come from see i kept on that 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 sort of thought process crept on creeping in to when as i was watching it and I was like, okay, do I care? And I'm like, okay, is she dealing with just? I know, you know, heard about this like stressed pregnancy and and women who sort of, you know, are like at the brink of like tiredness and all this sort of stuff. So do you start to see and hallucinate and see these sort of things that are around her? Because some of the stuff she's seen and the sort of visuals when you do get to see them are quite like traumatic and quite like it, sudden and and done well in that horror sort of way. I kind of like that. And you're right about it being slow. I don't know. But with this one, I kind of, I didn't feel like it needed to move at a pace. I felt like I was okay to move with with that sort of pace. So it kind of worked for me in a, in a, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where suddenly there was, a, you know, some weird shit happened. I, I, there was no real backstory or anything that sort of led you to it. It's just there. 
Because I thought, I thought something was going to happen with, like, because she pulled out an art picture of, like, kind of what looked, seemed to be, like, some kind of demon or devil thing. And then they had a bit of a flashback to, obviously, when she was younger, which <clears throat> made me think, oh, is it going to be a, a struggle with her deciding who she wants to be, like, identity? And then maybe they did something when they were young that was that brought on this thing. But it didn't even do that. It was just... I mean, it was interesting because it's like, obviously, she's going through all these things and emotions. And then also she doesn't, she's in a relationship that she loves. She seems to love the man that she's with, but she's, she ultimately is not happy. And I think that she obviously thinks a baby's going to make things, make her happy again. Well, they hint at the start so that when I was talking about the family dynamic that her brother has died. They had a brother who's died. And I don't know, it doesn't really sort of... Doesn't touch on that either, it, does it? Really? Yeah, sort of touches on it, but I think you infer from that that she's sort of then trying to make this family unit a whole and doing what everyone expects of her. So obviously our, our, our sister's saying, oh, you you got really pregnant quick because your clock's ticking. You know, it's she's expected to be like, get a, get a husband, have a child, have a stable family. You Do know, you think so, that's why all that stuff's happening and that maybe she's so suppressed by everything? Yeah, yeah, and it's not who she, like you said, Matt, it's not who she wants to be because she flashes back and she's in a relationship with a, a woman and she's a punk rocker and she's like boozing and she's sort of anti-establishment. Um, complete like juxtaposition of what she actually is now in the present, which is a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a carpenter. It goes into like obviously the her workspace. Even her workspace has been taken away from her because it's going to be the that, yeah. bedroom. So she's like losing her identity essentially i think that's like a lot of it which triggers obviously this well i mean i was inferring it's in her brain like rather than anything supernatural going on but um yeah and i think obviously that just played into the 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 culture the cultural thing of obviously all the demonic rites and rituals and you know all the blessing of the blessing of the stomach and all that type of stuff that we're doing as it's like to cleanse her and that was a way of sort of her actually accepting who she was towards the end but yeah i mean you're right it was slow and you were waiting for something to happen but oh my god when it did it was whoa <laughs> it was full on if you don't like bone snapping then uh yeah this isn't the film for you a lot of crunching yeah yeah a lot of weird angles and stuff like that i like the start though i like that sort of walk up the the stairs and i think that was there for it was an interesting sort of never seen this sort of religious view and I, i'd love really be interested to see if that statue is real as well oh yeah but that I, massive freaking statue yeah, yeah. i thought that exact same thing but essentially she was walking up the stairs and i get the feeling like you know some people were like kneeling up there and you go step by step you touch every step and I guess that was kind of like her way of trying to get pregnant, a sort of religious way of sort of like asking to be um, to sort of like, you know, paying homage or something to whatever. The, well, she goes with her aunt and her aunt says, I told you it would work. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. kind of like a little bit of like, I don't know, like religious, um, maybe even like folk taily sort of um, stuff in there as well, especially around the witches and stuff, which I don't really know if that was just kind of hoodwinked in. I'm not really sure. It was kind of like I didn't really understand. I know that was stuff to do with her aunt. Um, and it, like she had that there was like a dual life, wasn't it? Where obviously she's been pregnant. Obviously, she used to be with um, a, a, a young friend, Olivia, Olivia, 
um and she wants and at some point she wants to get back with her because they sort of bump into her and i'm like mm, is that just kind of like the pregnancy sort of pushing her and changing her like emotions and all that sort of stuff because a lot of people some people do go through that they they really do vastly change like during them being pregnant so i don't know it's quite I've heard it's like a stories. grasping at straws for our whole life i thought it was you know like that trying to trying to kiss her and say and i think i want to be with you and she's like well go away you're, yeah. you're having a kid a um, very, a very graphic um sex scene i may add pregnancy sex scene the two <laughs> the two ladies mm, okay but yeah along with that there are a lot of like you said paul like a lot of it like the horror and stuff like comes at night when she's like seeing weird hallucinations she saw sees a woman jump out of a a balcony and that's like all fucked up and weird um if you notice though it's a different sort of like uh stages where she's been made to sort of like be somebody she's not this is when this born woman comes out to sort of you know get her so when she's playing happy families in the with the dinner and then she goes into the cot and then the born woman comes out and starts smashing the cot and then suddenly she's set it alight and obviously Mm. no one can see that and she's gone crazy it's almost like every time it's been trying to be enforced on her that um she has to do something like change her diet change her life change this then all of a sudden this born woman comes out to like wreck her to send her crazy but it's i think it's really just a representation of her just not wanting to do this yeah, like not not conforming yeah yeah it's the scene that really made me uneasy and was like, oh fuck, what's happened? Was the bit where the baby's crying, that she's obviously had the baby and it's in the cot, <clears throat> and she's in it. The baby just doesn't stop crying, and she obviously gets up, and you think, oh god, what's she gonna do? What's happened? And then she comes back and lays down, and the crying stopped. And I was like, oh fucking. Christ. Did you notice the the camera? No. The baby monitor. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the, the the hands just coming and pulling the baby out of the cot, yeah. and I was, I mate, do you know what? That I put that that scene, that whole scene, because I was thinking, what the bloody hell has she done? Yeah. On par with you know the end of uh, Speak No Evil. Mm. Now, I don't know whether it's because I'm a parent or I was just like ah, but I put that I, up on top. I on thought that they were gonna go like real dark because I, yeah. I don't know, it just it reminded me a bit of the mid- midsummer thing, you know when. No spoilers for mid, not midsummer. Sorry for hereditary, where the boy obviously his sister dies and then just goes to bed and hope, hoping it'd be all right in the morning. And it's just like, oh, the dread of waking up and thinking, what the fuck did I do? But it was not too bad. She just put him in the fridge. <laughs> I mean, even that it made me feel really uneasy, guys. <laughs> I know, honestly, yeah, guys. Yeah. it was tense. It Anything was really with babies tense. crying, it's like, oh no, that's what have you done? Yeah, I did. I did really like that bit because the sense of dread was like, oh my god. Yeah, not a bad Shudder exclusive. And the end scene with the ritual and stuff like that was quite interesting to watch and some really interesting visuals. But again, sometimes it kind of felt like a bit like a student movie. Um, and a so, miserable end. Yeah, very miserable end. I was thinking, you know, when we've had like the likes of like Tigers Are Not Afraid and stuff like that, it sort of didn't sort of hit those notes um at all but it was definitely an interesting watch it wasn't the worst thing that i've seen on shudder <laughs> definitely drops point because points because they killed the dog 
Always. Sorry, always. I mean that that end scene, guys, with the writhing around the woods and the, the, all the bone the bodies writhing around and then pulling out a bit. Oh my god, it was. I mean, I know it was all sort of in her head, but Jesus, because obviously then she realizes that she is the problem. <laughs> and then what does she do? She basically abandons her husband and child for the sake of her child, because obviously she knows that if she carries down this same way, that she's going to do some real damage. So, yeah. I definitely think there's probably some. We're probably the wrong uh, uh, sex to be talking about all this type of stuff, to be honest. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's de- it's definitely this whole like you know, everyone goes. I suppose the beauty of childhood when there's actually a really dark and sinister. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. To it as well. It's uh, definitely uh, not everybody has a great time. No. It was really interesting addressing that, and, and yeah, it was just an interesting story, and I'd recommend people to go and sort of check it out. The bleak, the very, you know, like Speak No Evil had that sort of bleak element to it. So, yeah, go and watch kind of a serious kind of thriller horror. Definitely, definitely would work, recommend go and watch this. Are we going to rate this bad boy? Yeah, you still go first. I always go first. <laughs> For me, it gets a six because I'd still recommend it to people. I'll, get, I'll, I'll give it a strong six out of ten because I like the sort of... Um, the mood, the visuals, and um, definitely some of the, those snappy bone breaks in the in the way they did special effects were fantastic. I thought very clever. Yeah, I probably I'll probably go a bit lower. I'll probably go five five out of ten um, for me because I just found it incredibly slow at the start. Although there were things I did like about it, you know, some of the like the the deep and meaningful stuff was quite interesting. But I just it just needed to be a little bit a little bit faster for me. Um, yeah, drop drop points for the dog death, and uh, yeah, not enough kills for me. But there you go. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Butcher. I'm gonna give it a six, slightly above average, because I did the war elements. I did really like, uh, to be honest, and some of the imagery and things. Um, but yeah, I definitely think there was a bit more room for a bit more stuff to happen. <laughs> that, if that's yeah, definitely. Side to be weird, but I definitely thought they could have. Uh, I mean, I don't want to blow the film too much, but I definitely think there was a bit more could have been done with the actual born woman. Um, yeah, so. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Six out of ten. That's uh, drawing last breath, six out of ten. Hugh Sarah, the bone woman on Shudder. Go and check it out. Awesome. Right then, let's move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? Why do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, lads, this week's something to scream about. I've nicked off somebody else that I've heard. And I've got a question for you. Because I thought it'd be nice to just go with a question to keep keep you off off keel so you, you haven't got time to really think about it much now listen i'm going to ask you a question and i want your answers okay so we're going to go for a, a a mount rushmore question so if you could have your own mount rushmore and you've got four movies but they can they can only be one title of movies. What four movies would you put on Mount Rushmore? Right. So hang on. So there's four 
movies. That's yep. four heads. So we're not talking about the antagonist or anything like that. We're talking about nope. just the movie. Nope, we're talking about the movie. And you said one word movie. One word. So it's, it's literally one syllable. So one word. Fuck. Movies. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> How many do we need? Four. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, the thing. I'm not, two. I'm not allowed it because of the thing. The. It's called no, the, thing. Not the. Oh, thing, is it? Halloween. You can have that if you want it, yeah. Midsummer. Yep. Scream. Okay. Candyman. Oh my lord. Okay. <laughs> You missed a massive integral one out there that I think Paul's going to put on his. <laughs> well, let me say it. Jaws. Yep. Had <laughs> that weird on the side of a mountain, though. Oh, like I was supposed to fucking midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pick uh, in that in, in the cliff. I pick. I'll tell you what I pick visually to represent it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> You can't Ooh, have I that four can times. I have this? What? You can't have that four times. Oh, <laughs> well, there's four what, movies. What about Jaws Revenge? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, one one word horror films. Uh, <clears throat> you got me stuck. I can, can I, I can't steal any other. Ah, oh, Gremlins. Okay, the Jaws Gremlins, very 80s so far. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Deliverance. <laughs> oh my god! And we could have the music playing at the same time. Um, and let's go. Uh, oh, oh, this is important. Mm. Let's go. And now it's cheating a bit because it's not really this film, but it would put him on the mountain. So let's go, Hannibal. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Which is really sad to the lambs, but so I would have aliens for yeah. sure. I'd have midsummer, like Paul. I, I'd already thought about this a little bit. <clears throat> I'd say I'd probably put oh, try to think now. Oh. Halloween, and then I'd probably put. There's so many words, so many films with so many words in it. Like not one titles is really annoying. Yeah, I'm I, thinking of one you could put repossessed. <laughs> that's that's the the one that no one visits. Ghoulies is that one word? Yeah, ghoulies. yes, it is ghoulies. You could have had teeth, Paul. Oh, yeah, very loud. Would you put good. the side of the mountain though? <laughs> Just literally legs akimbo. <laughs> oh, I think I'd have to go with poltergeist as well. That was exactly the thing I thought you'd do. That was run through my head after after saying Candyman. I, I, I like Candyman, but you know it's it's a good. It would look really cool with the big hook on there. Um, Midsummer, I'd probably have to put, you know, that weird face person. Weird face person. Um, Honourable mention a psycho. Psycho would have been a quite a good one to put on. Yeah, very cool actually. House. Yep. 
is also one that'd be good. Uh, the, the that is like a pain in the butt, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you can, uh, can you get away with ET? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let you have that. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Intruder. Yeah, that's a good movie. Strangers. Strangers, yeah. Is it that is it not the Strangers though? Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Right, so if any uh, budding artists are out there that listen to this podcast, uh, we would like you to draw our Mount Rushmore's and send them in. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I might change mine to teeth to make it really interesting. <laughs> Critters, obviously. That fuck me. What am I thinking of? Critters is right up there, surely. <laughs> Scanners, and you could have the mountain explode. Yep. Exorcist. What's the exorcist? The exorcist. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody it. Your rules, man. (laughs) What about it? Mm, TV show. Not really movie. Well, it's a film. It is a film. Barbarian. 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, Terrifier. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Just have him on the side doing that. <laughs> is it what about phantasms or is it, is it the phantasm it's phantasm i think you're right there <sighs> oh we didn't mention fa- the fangoria chainsaw awards um i know that like um terrified did very well they got best kill because <laughs> that was a no-brainer right jordan peele Which got one? best director nice i think yeah, damien leone got best special effects didn't he so like that they got four awards in chainsaw award i think Nice. Well deserved. Well yeah. deserved. Absolute Cujo. I can tell you what I definitely wouldn't have, Matt. What's that? Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle. Be- Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's some that's some good ones out there. Uh, not a bad little question. Revise our list for next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm already like get rid of Candyman. What? Candyman's very good. <laughs> What's that piece of shit you made us watch the other week with the cow? What was that called? Tremors. With the cow. Uh, isolation. Isolation. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Cool. Good little question there, Matt. I'd love to see those Mount Rushmores, to be honest. That would look very fucking cool. Yeah. Pir- Piranha. Um, <laughs> Shark Shark <laughs> wicked all right cool should we move on to our uh move from the vault let's do it they come from a dying world they drift through the universe pushed on by the solar winds they adapt and they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep, sleep, sleep. From deep space, sleep, sleep. The seed is planted. Sleep, sleep. Terror grows. Sleep. Matthew! 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 Like the others! Elizabeth, wake up! Get you when you sleep! Sit up! Invasion of the Body Snatchers. 
got no detail, no character. It's unformed. All of a sudden, they're growing like parasites. Is it contagious? People are being duplicated. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. I can't find anything in here that looks like a body. My side's nosebleed. It looked right at me. You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human. Now, the classic fear begins to grow. <laughs> We're being cornered. In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're barricading the street. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Get down! Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. So, you okay there, Jordy Paul? Have you just come? <laughs> Talking about all those horror movies has made you so excited. Okay, so this episode's movie from the vault is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. This is the 1978 version that we've been to watch, so I hope you both watched that one. Um, a little synopsis, and then we'll go dive straight in. So, when strange seeds drift to Earth from space, mysterious pods begin to grow and invade San Francisco, replicating the city's residents one body at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, man. Wow, wow, wow. Have you guys seen this film before? I don't think so. Because I haven't. I thought I, I, had, think, I haven't. I thought I had. But I the fact that it was set in a city was like not my memory. So maybe there was the other one set in more like a rural um a rural area? That's what I remember one. seeing. I've I remember seen the other one. I think I've seen the the fifth the the older one on like you know fucking Bravo or something like that on a Sunday afternoon. But yeah, I don't think I've seen this version at all. Geordie Paul, you seen this? No, before? I don't think I've seen it. I think I've seen bits of it just when it's been on. But then it's really hard to confuse because obviously you've got iconic imagery that you've seen on lots of documentaries, on posters, film, whatever you've seen. Which bits. is annoying for me, but we'll get onto that later. It is annoying, but you know it. it yeah, I don't think I've ever sat and watched it all the way through. And can I just let you into a little secret? I watched this twice this week. Really? Yeah. Because you enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I'll tell you that obviously the reasons why. If you want to go through a bit, the plot if, if I if I had had time, I would have watched it twice. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Cool. Well, like yeah. literally, I mean, let, let's start off with the cast for a start. Oh my <laughs> god, Donald Sutherland. You've got Jeff Goldblum, Veronica Cartwright, Leonard Nimoy, to name a few. Literally, it's like the acting masterclass is just fucking brilliant in this film. And like you, you, you start, it starts off and you've got like Donald Sutherland that plays Matthew. Good name. Um, and he's what an environmental agency's officer, like the most annoying people yeah, 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 EHO, Environmental Health Officer. 
Yeah. And then, like, so he's like, he goes around restaurants, shut them down, apparently finding rat poo in their in their dishes. Caper, caper. <laughs> or eat I it. Did, yeah, I did love that. All right, then eat it. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 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 I love gotcha. the fact. I love the fact Donald Sullivan's got this this job, um, which let's face it, he's got no pull in the game. He just works for food. Food standards agency, really? Come on, it's just like, but he makes it fucking cool. He does make he it makes cool. That job real cool. <laughs> Walks around like he's fucking like I don't know, like taking names in his fucking like jacket with his fucking crazy ass hair. Um, yeah, fucking what a film. Oh, Trevor Tre- Trenchcoat. Yeah. Yeah. So you get like the the crazy psychedelic start sequence, don't you? Where they obviously the the goo fungus spores, whatever you like to call them, are on the way to Earth. Which looks fucking awesome for the time it's filmed. Really yeah. does. Yeah. There's like a lot. Leaf. There's a lot of cool special effects in this movie. Yeah. yeah. For the 1978. I was very impressed. Mm. And then obviously he comes down in the rain and latches onto plants and forms this like gooey stuff. And then obviously takes over the plants and then they start flowering. And then people are picking the flowers and uh, yeah. Oh, well, were you yeah. thinking, were you thinking, oh yeah, this is like a precursor to the happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I wasn't thinking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. And then obviously you get uh, Matthew's friend, <laughs> friend stroke. He's definitely after her. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth. If they're not already fucking. <laughs> well, no, I don't think they are, but he's definitely going. Oh yeah, your boyfriend is a knobhead, so come with me. There's definitely a overstepping of some lines or boundaries. Um, what? Yeah. Jeff? Are you having a pop at Jeff? Jeffrey. I mean, all he wanted to do was sit there and watch the fucking game and get a smooch on. I mean, it was so misogynistic in the first like couple of minutes, slapping her ass and just like looking. Oh, there's a fucking game going on. Get out of the way. It was very much affirming what kind of character he was. And then obviously the change. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought they were going to go a bit stronger with that one. I thought he was going to like beat her up or something. Or I thought there was going to be some like real sort of dark undertone. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to watch the football. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously that she starts noticing that he becomes weird. Because she obviously brings one of them flowers home. Because she's, she hasn't seen it before. Puts it in a little jar. And then it uh, disappears. <laughs> it's smashed on the floor and Jeffrey's cleaned it up. Interesting side note about Jeffrey. I don't know if this is your Matt's facts. He starred in quite a few quite a few other movies. Uh, the Brood and Black Christmas. So that's pretty cool. I like Jeffrey. <laughs> I feel Black like he was Christmas, robbed. What a movie. Um, yeah. And then uh, all, I love the All for Hour. It's about... 700 scenes of dumper trucks with that like stuff in the back that's obviously the the webs and shit they they just keep focusing on those dumper trucks the the fact that they're (laughs) taking them away the like the the decomposed crap that's obviously people which i thought was cool yeah Go on, Paul. She starts noticing Jeffrey's not himself, and then you get hints of it all the way through the city, where you know the little the Chinese laundry man's like, "My wife's uh, not who she says she is," and all this type of stuff, and they all just think everyone's going a bit bonkers. And then Linda Nimoy turns up, and he's a proper wanker. 
He's a creep as well, isn't he? He's like, yeah. Really are we saying like he's already been taken? Are we, are we saying he's already been taken at that point that we meet him? Because you already... like to think so. <laughs> yeah, it's just creepy. It's isn't very he? hard. There's, the one thing about this movie I found there was so much going on in the background mm-hmm. and around the, the central characters. There's just so much going on that you just sort of like, like the dump, you know, dump trucks all the hair. And like people just like changing and acting differently, but a bit like almost like Sean and Dead sort of got like quite a few of the ideas off from this to make that sort of like clever representation of change. I just thought it was fantastic. Like I love looking in the background. <laughs> and it's just, it just built up that paranoia, didn't it? You, you you were like watching it going, well, I have no idea who's good, bad. There's no signs. Obviously, the, the big sign is the special effects. If you catch them in the sort of act of snatching bodies or taking over, but other than that, you have no clue. Other than they're a bit distant and a bit sort of pre-programmed and following a set pattern of how they walk and things, but there's no real. They, they can still act like human beings, like the taxi driver that they sort of meet. You think he's all right, and then he's not. <laughs> That's what so, yeah. I mean. It's like... That whole scene when they go to the mud baths as well, it's just like I didn't really know what was going on. I was just like, because I, like I said, I haven't seen this film. I knew, obviously, being the body snatchers and everything behind it, you know that it's, it's, you know, they are, they, they take up people, you know, they take other people's bodies or something happens. But then I didn't know it, it was like replicating in them, which was clever, like because that that almost cocoon of Jeff Goldblum kind of coming forming was really good I thought the effect again yeah. was really cool the imitation and sort of like the similarities you could see then like the nose bleeding mm. and like it didn't look like him and then it started to look like him and feel like and like he was getting more and more tired and like stuff was sort of happening on his face and like later with like Catherine and stuff like that when you see the change takes take over quite quickly um you know, like she just dissolves in his arms it's like whoa whoa well, and the, it just the, stands the up bit where, the bit that i really loved was the bit when they uh they are at his house to, to kind of get away from everything and they're all trying to stay awake but he falls asleep outside that scene was insane like literally all, like he's falling asleep and there's just these bodies just being pushed out of the pods which is all obviously if you look closely it's all of them isn't it they're in, the, in the house yeah because it's like and then when he wakes like she screams at him to wake up he's like wake everyone up wake everyone up but <laughs> i love it on the way out when they're running away when they get caught out it's like they're, they're, they're just all like he picks up an axe is it an axe isn't it Something and they're obviously open. there and he, oh, and it's, he, a, it's a metal bar isn't it is it What's and he was just like like you don't know which one he's going to kill and you think like, and he's just looking at him and he's thinking twice about killing him. And then doesn't he just hack his head off? Yeah. Fucking good. He chooses to kill his one. <laughs> yeah, he curb stomps him, doesn't he? He stands on his head. And, uh, and, yeah. So, smashes it. I, I, that was wow graphic. And I was thinking, 1978. I was like, fuck. How did they let that go? Very cool. Yeah. It was very cool. Um, And there was just like 
like you said, there's horrors around all the paranoia. Veronica Cartwright in this is fucking fantastic. She's just so scatty and just like you want to shake her. <laughs> just just like freaking aliens. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same part as Alien. It's just the whole wide-eyed like, oh my god, what is going on? Uh, but she's the one that sort of twigs on how to move within them essentially. Yeah, because she's she's actually really really intelligent, which they state at the start. You know, I was like thinking, hang on, this this girl's got, she's mega intelligent. She's pulled Jeff Goldblum. Come on, he's fit. And she knows all this shit. Why the fuck is she wearing a mud bath? Pervy <laughs> men. Which, and the poor girl had to fucking massage that fucking horrible big bloke. I hope she got paid good for this movie. Because, <laughs> yeah, then it becomes just a massive extended chase scene, doesn't it? Hmm. It's like a cat and mouse kind of like. He, he's very good at hiding. <laughs> that awful scream. That awful scream. That, the, the noise that comes out. And then they all do that thing. They wrap their tongue out as well. It's weird. Yeah. They do yeah. with the tongue. Yeah. It comes back on itself. It's, yeah. Oh my God. It might come in yeah. use later, later on. What? Oh. Yeah, the whole the whole movie the whole movie is fantastic. But the, the running the running away sort of just get a little bit. I'm like, fuck, how how are they running away? <laughs> how are what? they not catching them? It's just like that's the thing. It's just like they every literally corner they run around is just like they're there. Like everything, even when he's like, oh, awesome, a boat yard, we can get away on a boat. Why didn't I think about that? And then it's just like the bagpipes start going, which is like <laughs> yeah. a really weird touch. I thought it's like amazing, hey? Chris. I was like, is there a bagpiper on that boat or something? <laughs> I don't know was... whether that's got something to do with slavery, though, because, you know, obviously, amazing Grace is obviously yeah. around the slave trades. I'm wondering if that's why that was put in to sort of essentially assume that now you're slaves to these yeah, creatures and beings or whatever. But it's like even the, even the boat is just loaded with pods ready to be shipped out to the next country. Yeah. But it's so desperate like, because they never even get a handle on, like, how they're going to survive. You know, oh, but yeah. in normal, like, normal films, you'd watch it and they'd be like, oh, halfway through they'd have this epiphany where, you know, this is how we take them down. You know, someone does an experiment. It's got, but you never get that. It's just this constant sense of just dread because you're just thinking shit that they haven't even worked out they've only just worked out what's going on and they've got any time to work out or they've got no way and then obviously they go back they manage to go back to the university building or the research labs or whatever and you think right they're here now so they're going to start doing experiments and they're going to find out that's what i thought kill them (laughs) nope (laughs) that seems quality because it's like i was thinking like are these kind of being alien things actually that bad because when they talk about it they're like well you know once we take over it's like you're not going to feel pain you're not going to be upset you're not going to be anxious you're not going to be this you're just going to be fine everything's not going to matter and you think is it that bad are they really that bad but then when you think about it they go but the biggest thing is like there is no love so there's no love. So you, you don't get to have connections with people. You just are a shell. So it's just like, ah. Oh. And it's quite funny that bit because she turns around and she turns around and says, Matthew, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then he just looks at her 
<laughs> and you think he's going to sit back and he just does Yeah, yeah, I thought that. I was like, oh, he just looks away and goes. So what are we going to do now? Yeah, it's literally like just completely dismissed. He's like, yeah, whatever. And then later on, she's disintegrating in his arms. He's like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Bit weird, but yeah. Is it because it. he was already a pod person before? No, I think that. No, I meant not in reality, but he oh. had, he had zero sort of like um, with his job. He had like zero personality and and didn't really give a shit. So he didn't really feel love. Uh, I reckon he did have a, a bit of a personality because especially when he makes her do that eye thing because that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, I was that, that can't have been in the script. That must no have been way. like, hey, look what I can do. <laughs> you must have done that in your audition or something. And they're like, that's brilliant. We've got to put it in there. Keep that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the synonymous like end is just fantastic. Like you just remember that and like Veronica Cartwright just... Like is she? Is she? Isn't she? And then no. But the, this is this is the issue I have. Major spoilers. Well, we spoil it all anyway. But in every literally clip, you know, every documentary, even at Fright Fest, that clip has been used of Donald Sutherland looking and going with a face and everything like that. It's synonymous. It's, it's so well known that I knew he was going to get got the whole way through the movie and that's what if i didn't know that i think i would have fucking like been this is one of the best movies i've seen and it's really annoying that i knew that in the back of my head because it's just like uh is he gonna get away kind of thing and i wish i didn't know that 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 clip obviously yeah because you obviously know like towards the end he's sort of going about his sort of day-to-day duties and he's sort of like because you don't know do you you is he just mm. is he just learning to mingle with them and he's sort of like secretly working on a cure or whatever and yeah veronica cartwright turns up to be like hey hey i'm over here and yeah she then just gets caught essentially (laughs) because because when they're chasing him the last kind of fucking line you hear someone says we'll find him don't you worry he's gotta sleep sometime and then that's when it cuts, doesn't it? So him walking into the building and yeah, you still don't know if he has changed or not, or has he beat the system? I suppose there's a dis- there's a there's a thing though there is that did he just give up to losing his his, his love and realising actually there's just no way out? Is it almost like solid? I've had enough. You never really get that, do you? You never get that whole like, did he go out with a bang or does he just go, you know what? That's it. I'm beaten. Take me. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I, obviously I said I watched it twice, guys. I This actually really, really got under my skin. Um, pardon the pun. Maybe I got body snatched, but I don't know. I actually, right, I'm not too uh, proud to say this. I actually had a nightmare. A, a full-blown nightmare. Yeah. After I watched it. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> and what compounded it was, I actually had a nightmare and I woke up. <laughs> and just as my missus, I fell asleep on the set A after I'd watched it, right? And my missus came in to wake me up just at the right time I woke up from a nightmare. So I just saw a fucking silhouette above us. And honestly, I shat myself, right? But it really unearthed us. And I woke up the next morning and I wasn't right. I really wasn't. And it takes a lot, right, for a film to do that. It was nowadays. And it's, so I just It takes thought, a lot to put the willies up you, doesn't it? <laughs> it were ooh, matron. Um, but yeah, it... Uh, it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. And I watched it. I just thought, do you know what? I just need to watch it again to sort of get it out of my system. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fantastic. 
Cool. Genuine, genuine effectiveness. Uh, I want to hear some fucking Matt's facts. There's got to yes. be a lo- lots and lots. There is quite a few, so sit back and relax because these these are some good facts. So, uh, Donald Sutherland was hit by a Volkswagen Beetle whilst filming a shot of Matthew and Elizabeth running. He fell onto the windshield and was able to see the driver saying, oh God, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Which he probably got, yeah, probably was like a bit worried about getting, you know, because we're we're talking about a massive actor here. Like, this is his heyday, isn't it? It's like huge. Right, so, don't know about you two, but I've got to talk about the leather half glove. Oh, yeah. that Leonard Nimoy was wearing because I was like what why what's that glove about so the leather half glove that Dr David Kibner Leonard Nimoy Nimoy wore was deliberately used for the sole purpose of making the character more distinctive and recognizable Nimoy got the idea from a friend who wore it to cover a burn on his hand just thought it was a bit weird but anyway um at around five minutes in this is crazy Robert Duvall who had previously oh, the, worked on Solid... The on. priest bit. Yeah. yeah. Robert um, Duvall was a priest. That was really weird. Sorry. So, uh, um, Robert Duvall, who had previously worked with Philip Kaufman on the Great Northfield, Minnesota raid in 1972, happened to be in San Francisco at the time of filming and shot his only scene for free. He plays a crazy priest playing on a swing. It's supposed to foreshadow the pod person and... Um, and alienation we feel later in the movie random i didn't even spot that i know i noticed it was robert duvall but because he wasn't in the rest of the film it just sort of went out of my head yeah, but i remember yeah. going jesus that's creepy that priest got a weird look <laughs> on his face and he's around yeah. kids i was a bit like Ooh. <laughs> um among the sounds ben bird um used for the pod growing scene uh the heartbeat came from an ultrasound recorded on his pregnant wife the pod screams were recorded pig squeals Additionally, the nat- uh, the natural digestive sound the, the natural digestive s- sounds were crickets, birds, and chirping, and um, also the fade as the film progresses. Only mechanical sounds, sirens, and the garbage trucks are heard, which is weird. Um, <laughs> we didn't even talk about this. Harry, the homeless banjo guy. Damn it! <laughs> oh, the fucking dog. Yeah. The, the, what the? Yeah. Why didn't? That was probably the only bit in the movie was that was a slightly little bit, just a bit not quite there yet in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is crazy. So Harry the Homeless Banjo Guy, um, banjo playing, was performed by the Grateful Dead frontman Jerry Garcia. The song being played and sung is the, the traditional going down the road feeling bad, which was a regular tune played in... Uh, played by the dead in live performances and appears in several live albums. Um, at around one hour, 24 minutes in, Don Siegel, who directed the invasion of the Body Snatchers in 1956, plays the taxi driver. Ah. Mm. Um, the night after the movie's release, this is fucking crazy, someone put pods like those in the movie all over the streets of Los Angeles. Some people got so freaked out that they thought they were real and called the police. Amazing. Paul, that would have been you, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> um, the bagpipe version of Amazing Grace was also played during the send-off of Spock's coffin in the Star Wars, Star Trek 
second the second one, The Wrath of Khan in 1982. Uh-huh. In Matthew Bernal's, Donald Sutherland's office, the poster behind his desk in the corner by the window reads Friends of the Earth in Japanese, foreshadowing that the pods think they are here to help. And the last couple, Donald Sutherland insisted on performing his own stunts in the film's climax. His scenes at the pod factory were filmed without, har- without harness or nets. In the shot of the fireball erupting from the factory, Sutherland barely missed it. However, an extra missed his cue and was seriously injured from the explosion. And this is the very last one, I, I swear. Only Philip Kaufman, W.D. Richter and Donald Sutherland knew how the film was going to end. Veronica Cartwright was not told that Sutherland's character had been captured and became an alien. When they filmed the ending in front of San Francisco City Hall and Sutherland pointed to her, imitating the pod scream, Cartwright's reaction is cold fear and it's authentic. Lovely job. They I really do that. stitch her up in movies, don't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah, because obviously yeah, they didn't tell about the alien. Can you imagine her getting a script every time going, well, what really happens? <laughs> I reckon that's a discussion between like um, Ridley Scott and like Kaufman. It's like, I fucked her. I, I really fucked her up on Invasion of Body Snatchers. See if you can get her on it. <laughs> Well, little fun fact, um, I've actually met her in real life and she's really, really nice. And um, I got chatting to her and she's actually got relatives in Bristol. Down the road. Crazy, right? That's why she's got a wide-eyed stare. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your Bob Dylan to? (laughs) Lovely job. Oh, mate, that was a good pick. Very unexpected. I don't know why I've never... Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad we watched it been really good Classic, one of the best picks we've had in a long time obviously it really affected paul so how are we going to rate this one let's go to geordie paul first see what he's got um i loved it guys so um uh and, and it's sticking with us and the fact i've watched it what, twice in a week and yeah i'm gonna i think i'm actually gonna buy it to be honest because it's just yeah it has probably left a little, an imprint in us so uh yeah i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 yeah solid nine for me Solid nine, really positive nine. <laughs> this is definitely a close to a perfect movie. Definitely, really, really enjoyed this one. Oh, mate, I think I'm thinking I'm going to go with a ten because I enjoyed it so much. And do you know what people say that this is one of the best ever remakes of a movie ever made. Um, I, and you've got to think about that like, as well. I like the first definitely one. Going to give the original a whirl. Yeah, the original. The original was great. There is That's another what? one just called Snatchers or something like that. Body that I... Well, there's there's a remake, uh, a remake of the remake called Invasion with uh, Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman. Oh, yes. I remember that coming out. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, sorry. Yeah. Body Snatchers. Uh, a teenage girl and her father discover alien clones are replacing humans on a remote U.S. military base in Alabama. No. I, I mean, it's a, it's a great premise to anything, really, isn't it? And Can you imagine that they remade it today? You could do a great job with the whole like COVID situation and you know like lockdown and all that type of stuff. You could do it. definitely. There's definitely a social commentary piece to be done on it. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and the main woman, I could cast her straight away, literally because I don't know why, but she was giving me Jenna Ortega vibes. She was in um, I just, uh, the Devil Inside Me, I think, as well. The one that oh, was really? on re- recently last year. The one with that um, woman who was doing the exorcisms. So it was not, not too bad. 
so she played a role anyway good 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 right i want to know what's going on for our next pick then paul it's your turn i've had this on the list for a while and i haven't seen it in a few years so i think it's probably it's time uh we're going into the 90s guys Ooh. 1994 starring the one and only Brandon Lee we're going to go for The Crow oh my god that's so weird yeah after I talked about the news and also guess what soundtrack I had on my car yesterday <laughs> The Crow yeah I've had it one of the for a while I've had it on in the world yeah. how the fuck are we going to watch this I, d- I have a D- I have it on DVD, so I, I'm okay. I have it on Blu-ray. Okay. <laughs> I don't have it at all. <laughs> well, you fucking should. Oh, no, I should, but I, I was waiting. I've waited out for so long for a really nice special edition to come out. The Crow. God, it's about £3.49 on, on Prime, so... <laughs> That's all I The thing is, I know, if I go and buy a Blu-ray copy, like, fucking it'll get announced, oh, The Crow... Special edition with 500 discs and blah, blah, blah. Always my luck. Lovely job. All right. Well, that's wicked. Great pick. Okay. Oh, so good. So I really wanted to watch that again as well. Well, excited. It's episode 130 done. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Moving on to episode 131. We are still, we are searching out a movie. Really hoping for one for our main review. Um, anyone got any suggestions or ideas let us know and um, we're on a little bit a little bit of hiatus i think at the moment for main cinema um horrors um but apart from that i've got a question i've got uh, something to scream about sorted for next uh episode i've just been i had a thought whilst you did yours matt um and paul's just pulled an absolute treat out of the vault the crow oh cannot wait and there's only one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast.